0: I heard this, that I read uh, this week, I think it's appropriate as it gets us started in thinking about why we're here. This is supposedly a true account recorded in the police log of Sarasota, Florida. An elderly Florida lady did her shopping, and upon returning to her car, she found four men in the act of leaving with her vehicle. She dropped her shopping bags and drew her handgun. (laughs) Young people, don't think just because you're old you ain't packing. (laughs) She drew her handgun, proceeding to scream at the top of her lungs, I have a gun and I know how to use it. Get out of the car. The four men didn't wait for a second threat. They got out and ran like mad. The lady, somewhat shaken, then proceeded to load her shopping bags into the back of the car, got into the driver's seat. She was so shaken that she could not get her key into the ignition. She tried and tried, and then she realized why. It was for the same reason she had wondered why there was a football, a frisbee, and two 12-packs of beer in the front seat. A few minutes later she found her own car parked four or five spaces farther down. (coughs) She loaded her bags into the car and drove to the police station to report her mistake. The sergeant to whom she told the story couldn't stop laughing. He pointed to the other end of the counter where four pale men (laughs) were reporting a carjacking by a mad elderly woman (laughs) described as white, less than five feet tall, glasses, curly white hair and carrying a large handgun. (laughs) No charges were filed and the moral of the story is if you're going to have a senior moment, make it count. And you know, it's exactly what senior adults want to do. They want to count. They want to matter. A disturbing trend in the last 10 to 15 years to me has been that some churches are treating their senior adults like they don't matter. They're changing everything around, and I'm not against change because we've changed some things here and we'll continue to change some things here, but one thing we'll never do is forget our senior saints. Churches seem to be forgetting that uh, these men and women of a certain age are still valuable. Some churches, and not all churches, but who are part of this trend of forgetting their elder generation It's as if you reach a certain age that your life and your values and your experience and your opinions don't count anymore. By the way, we're all getting older, even you guys. Y'all probably can look back and remember when you were five and go, how did I get to be 13 or 14 or 15? It's funny that everybody wants to live longer, but nobody wants to get old. One day, all of us are going to get old. And we're going to want to matter as much then as we think we do now. Senior saints want to count. They want to matter. They want to matter in this this country. They want to matter in this community. And they want to matter in their churches, and that's why we designate. We don't have to do this. It's not, I don't even think, I don't even know if it's a national thing, but we designate a Sunday every year to recognize and to honor our senior saints because it's one way that we can remember how important they are. Senior saints want and need to matter, and by the way, they're not a different breed. They're just like us. They're just a little bit older. In fact, if I live to October 11th, I'll be officially a senior saint. That's hard to admit because it just seems like I was 15. And now I'm fixing to be 55. But I'm a granddad now, I'm fixing to be the granddad of two. In case you didn't know, Andrew and Kayla are expecting our first grandson. So I don't feel like a granddad until I hold those grandbabies. Then I'm proud to be a granddad. And I feel how much more I matter because there's more people to matter to. And that's the way it ought to be in this church and in any church. that there's more people, the reason senior adults matter in a church because there's more people that they matter to. Now, do they matter to you? Do you think senior adults matter? Now, if you are one, you say, yeah, but what if you aren't one? Do you think they matter? Do you think they count? And so I want to talk about this morning things that they desire and need from us, even if they don't know they need them, or even if they don't ask for these things, these are things we can do to honor our saints that involve more than just a special day or serving them a meal. So number one, from the book of Ruth, which you are very probably familiar with, you know the story of this book. It's about, um, actually it begins with an old lady by the name of Naomi. And Naomi got married, and uh, she had two sons, and her husband died. Her two sons got married to two women, two Moabite women. This family, Elimelech and Naomi, had, had, to, had to move out of Israel to Moab because of was famine in Israel. And while she was there, she gave birth to two sons. Those two sons married Moabite women. But while they were in Moab, Elimelech, the dad, and the two sons both died. So it leaves three women, Naomi, Ruth, and Orpah. And we pick up the story, and I just want to introduce the story, if you would, at verse um, 3. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. Now they took wives of the women of Moab. The name of one was Orpah, and the name of the other was Ruth. And they dwelt there about 10 years. Then both Melon and Chilion also died, so the woman survived her two sons and her husband. And if we would look at verse 13, Naomi is heading back to Israel because she hears that the famine is over. And she says in verse 11, Turn back, my daughters, why will you go with me? She says again in verse 12, Turn back, my daughters, for I am too old to have a husband and bear sons. Verse 13 Would you wait for them till they were grown? Would you restrain yourselves from having husbands? No, my daughters, for it grieves me very much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. And then pick up with verse 19. Now the two of them went until they came to Bethlehem, and it happened that they came to Bethlehem, that all the city was excited because of them, and the women said, Is this Naomi? And she said to them, Do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home empty. Why do you call me Naomi, since the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me? So you see what we have here is a picture of Naomi's life. Naomi feels very much that God is against her because of all of the hardships that she has endured. First, she had to leave her home because of a famine. And they go there and have two sons. She loses her husband. Then she loses both both of her sons. And now she's headed back home, and she tells her daughters-in-law, You don't need to come with me. I am too old, can't bear any more sons. You go back and marry some men from Moab. Well, you know the story, we're going to talk about that, that Ruth went with her. Even as she comes back to Israel and she sees that the land is flourishing again, she hears her name, Naomi, and she says, that's not who I am anymore. Call me Mara because I've had a bitter experience in this life. And one of the ways we can honor our senior saints is to be aware of their struggles. We need to be aware that these men and women have and are struggling in various ways. And if you live long enough, you're going to struggle in many different ways. The old saying is that I've heard so often is growing old isn't for sissies. And and these men and women here today, many of them can testify to that fact that it's not for sissies. They have great struggles. They want us to be aware of those things. They want us, in a sense, to to understand. And that's what happened with these two daughters. Think about Orpah and Ruth, these young women. They didn't understand what Ruth went through when her husband died until their husband died. You may not be able to relate to what they're going through, but you can be aware of and recognize that they're struggling and suffering, and you can give them encouragement and Ruth was one of those that gave her mother-in-law encouragement Galatians 6 2 says we're to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ there's not an age limit on bearing somebody's burdens how do you do that there's many ways we could talk about bearing someone else's burdens but praying for them we'll talk more about that in just a moment but encouraging them understanding asking about what's going on in their life and some people say, well, I don't want to hear a long litany of ailments. Well, then you don't really love them. You don't really care because that's what's going on in their life. They go to five doctors a day, three days a week. And that sometimes is their existence. And, and maybe you don't want to hear about that, but, but they just need to talk to somebody because sometimes they live alone. Their spouse, like Ruth, has, has gone on to be of the Lord. Or, or like uh, Naomi has gone on to be of the Lord. And they live alone. They need somebody to talk to. Be aware of their struggles. Try to connect with them in their struggles. Ruth and Orpah were able to connect with their mother-in-law because they faced something similar. You may not face something that they're facing, but you can still connect with them. Understand them. And that's throughout the year. That's more than just about a day. Spending time talking to them, asking them questions, caring about them. You know what some of these senior adults here today want? They just want some of you young people to speak to them. They just want you to recognize that they're in this building, that they're here today. You know what? You would make a best friend today if you'd just stop and speak to one of those senior adults on your way out today, some of you younger people. Hey, guess what? So-and-so, he's 13 years old. He talked to me today. Now, you think I'm joking. I ain't joking because I can relate to that somewhat. Hey, you're there. You matter. Secondly, how can we honor them? We can keep them in close fellowship. Keep them in close fellowship. Look at chapter 1, verse 8 of Ruth. Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go return each to your mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest each in the house of her husband. So she kissed him, and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, Surely we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, No, turn back. Again, verse 12, turn back. And then verse 13, which we read, No, my daughters, turn back. And then verse 14, They lifted up their voices and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law. But Ruth, what would Ruth do? Clung to her. Clung to her. And she said, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. Forever, for wherever you go, I will go, and wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, your God my God. Where you die, I will die. There I will be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. What is Ruth saying? Ruth is saying, I'm I'm staying with you. I'm clinging to you. I'm going to keep you in close fellowship. The name Ruth means friendship or association. And truly, Ruth was a friend to Naomi. In a time when Naomi needed it desperately, And she said, I will not leave you. I will not turn back. As Naomi said several times, turn back, turn back. Ruth said, I'm more stubborn than you are. I'm not turning back. I'm going to stick by you. I'm not leaving you. I'm going to be a friend to you. Wherever you go, I'm going. Wherever you stay, I'm staying. Whoever you worship, I worship. You know 1 Timothy 5, verse 1 and 2? The Bible says to us as followers of Jesus Christ in this church, do not rebuke an older man, but exhort him as a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters. What does that say? We've got fathers, mothers, brothers, and sisters. What does that sound like to you? A family. How are we to treat our older men? As fathers, Now, some of you may not respect or honor your father, but you're to treat your elder men in this church like you're supposed to be treating your father. The Bible says honor your father and your mother. How are we supposed to treat our older ladies in this church? As mothers. We're to give our fathers and mothers, our elders in this church, respect. And they're to treat us, how? As brothers and sisters. And we treat each other as brothers and sisters. We, that word, by the way, in 1 Timothy chapter 5 that I just read, exhort these older men as fathers, it means to call them near. I wonder how many men here today are lonely because you don't think you have anybody you can relate to. You don't think there's anybody in your life that understands. Maybe if you would connect with one of these older men who's walked where you walked before, and that they would... You could build a, fellowship, uh, a friendship and a connection with these older men, one of, them, one of these older men in this church. What a difference it would make in your life. What a difference it would make in their life and how you would learn from their wisdom and from their experience. Keep them in close fellowship. And one way you can do that is every week that we're gathered, make sure you go out of your way to speak to them. You say, why do I have to go out of my way? Because it's hard for them to go out of theirs. I'm I'm proud of all of our senior adults. But have you noticed how many of them, it's just a struggle for them to be here? It's just a struggle for them to get to their car to get in this building. You shouldn't make them go out of their way to speak to you. We should go out of our way to speak to them. That's honoring them. You may have a special connection with one or two of them. Make sure you see them each week. And if they're not there, find out why. Why why weren't they here today? What's going on in their lives? Call them up. Say, I missed you today. Something going on. How can I help you? We have several of our seniors in the hospital right now. Merle Rayburn, Vivian Stanley, Eleanor Cadle. Mr. Fred was in a car accident this week. He's fine. These are things that the body of Christ, these are ways we can connect with one another. And what I see happening is our senior adults are helping take care of our senior adults, but our younger people need to start stepping up and ministering to our senior adults. Think about it. One day you're going to be an old person (laughs) and you're going to want somebody to care about you and love on you. And not just the people you're connected, not just the people you're kin to, but we're all kin to one another, aren't we? Keep them in close fellowship. Number three, follow their faith. Follow their faith. Verse 15 and 16. Notice what Ruth said to Naomi. Notice what it said that uh, Naomi said Orpah did. Verse 15. She's gone back to her people and to her gods. But Ruth said, verse 16, your God's going to be my God. Your God's going to be my God. I'm not going back to my gods. I want to serve and worship your God. In Second Timothy chapter one and verse five, Paul is speaking to Timothy. and he says, "When I call to remembrance your genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother Eunice, I am persuaded is in you also." And then Hebrews chapter 12, verse one and two reminds us, <clears throat> "Therefore we also, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. We're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. One of them, Gail, just spoke to you about what God has done and some of the things God has done in her life. We're surrounded in this church. That's why I wanted us younger folks to stand and look at the number of seated people. We're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses that have walked the walk of faith. And they're still walking the walk of faith. They're not walking it perfectly. They didn't walk it perfectly. But that's why they can offer us help and wisdom and experience. And one of the greatest concerns that I hear from senior adults is their desire, their heartbeat, is that the younger generation will rise up and count for Jesus Christ. That's what they desire. More than anything. More than attention for themselves. They want you the younger generation, to count for Jesus Christ. They're concerned about who's going to carry the torch of Christ, who's going to hold forth the Word of God in this generation when we die off. That's what they want to know. Follow their faith. Amen. They may not do it like you do it, but they believe in the same things you believe in. They believe in Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And lastly, How can we honor our senior saints? We can involve them in God's kingdom work. God has a grand and eternal plan for each and every one of us. And we need to, first of all, inquire from their wisdom and experience. If you notice in this story, uh, several times Ruth was the beneficiary of Naomi's experience. Chapter 2, verse 2 is 1. They got back to Bethlehem. Ruth the Moabitess, she didn't know anything about Israel customs. She said to Naomi, please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him in whose sight I may find favor. And Naomi said, go, my daughter. And, of course, you know the story. This She went to this particular field, and in that field she met Boaz, who became her husband. Now notice in verses 19 through 23 the same thing. She got some more advice. Naomi asked her, where have you gleaned today? And Ruth told her. And here's what Naomi said, Blessed be he of of the Lord who has not forsaken his kindness to the living and dead. And Naomi said to her, This man is a relation of ours, one of our close relatives. And then Naomi gave her specific instructions about what to do. He said, Go and lay at his feet. And that was a custom of a kinsman redeemer. She was a close relative. Naomi was of Boaz. And she... Boaz had the right to redeem the property of Ruth's husband. That was the custom in the day, that when a man died, then the next of kin, brother, married the widow to redeem the family line. And so Naomi was giving Ruth these instructions of how to go about that, and Ruth followed these instructions, and Boaz fell head over heels in love with Ruth. And um, Ruth was the beneficiary of much wisdom and experience from Naomi she sought it these men and women here today that are older they have lived more years than I've lived I used to tell my kids and 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 maybe they resented it and I may probably heard this when I was a kid you know I used to say I was 12 once but you've never been 35 <laughs> and that was maybe kind of too smart Alec, but that's kind of how these older folks feel look I'm 65 I'm 75 I've been where you've been you've never been where I've been I've got some wisdom and experience I can help you dodge some of the pitfalls that i fell into secondly ask them to pray with you and pray for you you're going through some things and there are these some of these senior saints could understand what you're going through better than your peers that is people who are your age they can't understand it because they're not going through it but there are some of these senior saints who have been through those kinds of struggles and they would like to pray with you how blessed they would feel how involved they would feel in god's kingdom work if you said came up to one of those senior adults that you had a relationship with and say I just need you to pray with me about something. And you share in confidence with it and they pray with you right then and there and they covenant with you to to keep praying with you and they check in on you. That would make them feel so needed and wanted. Another way is lastly to share what God is doing in your life. When Ruth when Ruth came back from the fields in chapter 2, that passage we just looked at, She shared where she had been. And that excited Naomi. (gasps) You've been in Boaz's field? Praise the Lord. We know him. But also notice in chapter 4, after, by the way, Boaz married Ruth, they conceived and had a son. And look at verse 14. Then the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, Who has not left you this day without a close relative. And may his name be famous in Israel. And may he be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is better to you than seven sons, has borne him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her bosom and became a nurse to him. Also the neighbor women gave him a name, saying, This is a son born to Naomi. And they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David, which, by the way, is an ancestor of Jesus Christ. So Naomi is in the direct line, if you will, genealogy of Jesus Christ because Ruth involved her in God's kingdom work. We can't dismiss our senior saints. That's why we have things like the Glory Land Singers. And we have them giving testimony and singing and being a part of what we're doing. We have them teaching and working on committees and doing things like that because they are still valuable. They still matter. They still count. And by the way, just for sake of saying it, they give more money than all the young people too. (laughs) Just saying. And that's probably because they have more disposable income, whereas younger people raising kids in college, those kinds of things, their income more tied up. But just just wanted to give a shout-out to our senior saints. Listen, involve them. A church needs to involve the seniors in his work. This brings them, as the Scripture says, joy. Can you imagine the joy Naomi felt? The renewed hope. She came back hopeless. Now she's got hope, fulfilled desires. The Scripture says restored and nourished her in her older years. And what this does, if we will do this, we'll be aware of their struggles if we'll keep them in close fellowship, if we follow their faith and involve them in God's kingdom work, it connects the generations. It shouldn't be that we have two generations that are split down the middle. Churches church is split, old and young. We don't have that here. Thank God we don't have that here, but that should not ever be the case. How do we connect the generations? It begins with all of us loving and seeing the value of every person in this room and in this, this church. We need to honor our senior saints. Think about it. Your Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he died at 33. But when Moses asked God, who shall I say sent me to you? By the way, Moses was 80 when he was sent to Pharaoh. God said, you tell them. I am who I am. You know how old God is? You can't put a number on it, can you? So when you start mocking senior saints, remember you worship somebody who's older than dirt. Because he created it. Amen? Amen? Father, help us as your people to honor our senior saints.